Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Brian Lehrer on WNYC, and we'll wrap up the show, as we often do for our last 15 minutes or so, with a call-in. And today, it's for you, if you're currently raising kids, on the balance between living in your chosen neighborhood or having more space, 212-433-9692. Like, how many of you out there in New York City live in one-bedroom apartments with children, by choice. Maybe you love your particular neighborhood and can't afford an upgrade within your preferred 10-block radius. Give us a call and tell us your story, 212-433-9692. Perhaps you have a particular attachment to your apartment itself or maybe to its rent-stabilized status. Who's living in a cramped space with children or who used to but you just couldn't take it anymore and you finally moved, 212 433 WNYC, 212-433-9692. Why do I ask this today? Well, an article on Curbed on this subject caught our attention. The piece titled, Living in a One-Bedroom with Kids by Choice, profiles a few families who could not part with their pricey neighborhoods in exchange for more space. Interestingly, the piece cites high interest rates and rising rents, as a factor in their decision-making, sometimes staying put can be the best among not great options. So listeners, does this sound like you? Have you decided to start a family in the same apartment that once served as your bachelor pad? Did the state of the housing market affect that choice? Where were you looking to move and what made you decide to close Zillow or Street Easy and just stay put with kids in a one-bedroom or other small apartment, 212-433-WNYC, 212-433-9692. I bet one of the biggest questions on everyone's mind regarding this is, how do these families fit all their stuff? How are you maximizing your floor plans? The answers are like beds behind couches, gauzy curtains acting as room separators, a family of five sleeping in one room, loft beds, chests of toys, giving up the bedroom to the kids. One family, the family of five that shares a bedroom, profiled in the article, remarked that after visiting parents living in a two-story home out on the West Coast, they noticed that more space just equals more stuff. And they've grown content with their situation after coming to this realization. I know a family that lived for a few years with two kids in a one-bedroom apartment to stay in their preferred school district and rent-stabilized apartment. The parents slept on a Murphy bed that folded up to become part of the wall during the day and also had a Murphy desk to work at that when they weren't working folded up to be a bookcase. So how about you if you're in one of these situations? 212-433-WNYC. How have you organized your one-bedroom apartment to accommodate a family of three or more, 212-433-9692. And if your first question wasn't about household organization, then maybe it was about privacy, right? Parents surely want some time to themselves, but if you're sleeping in a living room or in the same bedroom as your eight-year-old, it seems like alone time might be a little tricky to obtain. 
And then what about the older children? Uh, we can go on from there when you're in this situation. And, you know, instead of that uh, one-year-old, you've got a 14-year-old. So, listeners, who's dealing with that? Who's living with that? Thanks to Curbed for putting this on our radar. Tell us your stories. This is such a New York thing, right, of living in a one-bedroom apartment by choice with kids and two parents, 212-433-WNYC, 212-433-9692, and we will take your calls right after this. Brian Lehrer on WNYC, now to your calls on currently raising kids uh, in a small apartment, uh, but you're staying there anyway, like in a one-bedroom apartment. It's, you know, whether you're one parent or two parents, I guess, um, that uh, can be challenging, but some people do it not because they financially have to, have to, have to. Some people are doing it as a matter of choice. Let's hear from... Jess in Manhattan, you're on WNYC. Hi, Jess. Hello. Yes. Hello. I'm turn off the radio. Yes. Hello. Hi there. Um, family of five living in a one bedroom on the Upper West Side near Lincoln Center. Um, I have three children, and they're all in one bedroom. I heard what you said before about um, wanting to stay in, the, yes, near the school, having a Murphy bed going to other people's houses and saying it's too big. I can't find anything in a big house, but way too much, way too many toys and not enough room. So if anybody wants to sponsor a two bedroom for us, we would be, we'd probably be able to fit in that because my children are old enough to want their old own rooms and they can't yeah. have it. But when that's say, life in New York, right? Right. Yeah. Cause you can't, you can't afford the two bedroom to stay in your neighborhood. No, no, because it's over a million dollars. And I didn't, I'm, I'm a middle-class person. I didn't get any special rent-controlled deals. I paid a lot of money for this one bedroom. So it's because it's in the Upper West Side near Lincoln yeah. Center. Yeah. Just good luck. Thank you very much. Michael on the Lower East Side. You're on WNYC. Hi, Michael. Hey, Brian. How are you? Good. Tell us your story. Um, I just wanted to... Uh, yeah, I just wanted to talk about this. I live in a development known as Stuyvesant Town, as many people know in the city. Um, and it's amazing the amount of families that I know that live in one-bedroom apartments like myself. My wife and I live with our child in a one-bedroom, Murphy bed. I, I, there's a guy over on 8th Avenue that sells Murphy beds, and you you got to book them way in advance. Um, <laughs> but it is, uh, you know, I, it is amazing to see how people make it work. And, you know, we stayed for the school zone. Um, we, we like the, we like the Lower East Side, the vibe of the Lower East Side, um, you know, uh, between, uh, 14th and Houston, uh, you know, Alphabet City. Um, and, uh, you know, so it, it, it is amazing there. I, I, I often thought, uh, you know, meeting other people in the neighborhood, talking about it, people in my industry as well. I work in the film industry. I'm, you know, uh, one, a film technician, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, and uh, and just just to realize, like we make it work, you know. Uh, but it is difficult, um, and and it's it's sometimes trying, you know, about the privacy issues that you have as your children yeah. get older, um, and, and things of that nature. Yeah, Michael, thank thank you for chiming in and telling your story. Oh, look, I think the author of the right of the article uh, in Curb that inspired the call in is calling in Laura in Queens. Is that Laura Fenton there? 
Yes, this is. Hi, Brian. <laughs> so you just came upon us um, riffing on your article and listening to stories? Um, apparently, I'm friends with many people who sit around listening to you because my phone exploded the minute you started talking about this. Um, and I wanted to call in because I wanted to tell you that while there are only three families that made it into this story, um, I think I talked to 26 different mm. families living in one bedrooms that we um, considered <laughs> for this story. And I myself live in what was sold to us as a one bedroom um, for the last eight years with my son. Yeah. And so you, you would not be surprised to know that our phones have completely exploded. All our lines are, f are full with people who have these kinds of stories to tell. Is there a question, as the person who wrote this story, is there a question that I should be asking them? Is there like a best question? You know, there a lot of, I saw some of the critical comments about the story about the housing crisis and this romanticizing it. Um, but I think it's also, you know, this question of like living within your means and wanting to stay in New York. This is kind of the reality today. Yeah. Um, and the ways that people are making it work to me, like we're really inspiring. Um, we, <laughs> we saw so many different solutions that we didn't have the chance to photograph yeah. all of them. Um, but I and think you say that, inspiring. Uh, there is a lot of love in these stories, isn't there? Yeah, and I think that it's reassuring for other people to know that, like, this is happening everywhere, and it's okay, and, you know, it. If that's your our choice. children are still thriving. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you for chiming in. Thank you for the article, first of all, and, and thank you for chiming in with a phone call. Let's see who else we can fit in uh, reacting to the article on Curb that Laura wrote. Sangeeta in Midtown. You're on WNYC. Hi, Sangeeta. Hi, Brian. I should just tell you before I say anything that I love your show. I really can't live without oh. listening to you every day. Thank so you. thank you so much for taking my call. Um, I was telling your caller, uh, caller that um, I live in a one-bedroom apartment. I'm a single mom, and I have a daughter who is 13 years old, and I live in Forest Hills, Queens. And, um, you know, technically, I mean, could I move to another place with a bigger, you know, with a two-bedroom because I feel my daughter is at that age now where she's looking for her own privacy. Mm -hmm. um, but we share, we share one bedroom because the school systems are great and the elementary school was great and the middle school was um, really wonderful and I love the neighborhood. I don't want to really go anywhere else. Yes. And then so you make it work. The, the school system, thank you, Sangeeta, the school system just keeps coming up in these calls. Adam in Queens, you're on WNYC. Hi, Adam. Hi, Mr. Brian. How are you? Good, and you? I'm doing great. I've been a fan of you since the end of the edge catch as a cab driver. <laughs> I give up. I give up. I, I give a lot of right to your your uh, workers and co-workers while listening to your show. Thank you. And Tell most us your of the time, I, depending on the segment, I turn my off duty to and stop for 10, 15 minutes for important segments. That is and great. My story, drive, I'm, we call I'm, them driveway I'm, moments. Go ahead, go ahead Adam. 
Yes, sir. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with my two kids, eighth grade, sixth grade, and third grade. I have to give them the room and divide it by two closets because my boy now, he said, oh, why you give you, my sister everything? She has a desk. She has a dad. I create a room. I divide it with two closets, each one facing my son, my daughter. And I have disc over here, disc over there. And this, I decided to live with my wife in the living room. The only problem is when we're going to use the bathroom at once. That's the only problem. That's yeah. it. Otherwise, otherwise, they know the trade-off. I told my kids, listen, I can spend $2,000 a year, but you are not going to have a summertime good vacation. I'm saving the money, mm. but you enjoy the money in summertime. You always travel in the beach. You... You stay in hotel, you eat good food, and that's how I convince them, and they take it so far. Adam, thank you for that story. And you notice he tucked in there. The only problem is when we want to use the bedroom. Uh, I guess we're out of time, not enough time to do justice to somebody else's story. So I will just say, boy, is this a New York story. I mean, maybe it goes on in other cities too, but this is such a New York story with space and the price of rent and uh, the school district differences and uh, various cultural things that people want to be close to. So thank you again, Laura from Curbed, for calling in and for writing the story. And uh, there is how some of your New York neighbors express their love for their families and their neighborhoods. And that's the Brain Lair Show for today. Produced by Mary Croak, Lisa Allison, Amina Cerna, Carl Boisrond, and Esperanza Rosenbaum. Zach Goddard-Cohen produced our Daily Politics podcast. Megan Ryan is the head of live radio. Juliana Fonda and Milton Ruiz at the audio controls. Stay tuned for Allison.